You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Five minutes after eight South African time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahalan wa sahalan wa marahaban bikum. It's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful evening here in Johannesburg. Currently, we are <laughs> we are at low shedding, my beloved, wonderful listeners of uh, Radio Al Ansar International, our beloved, wonderful listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jamaa, and not forgetting our beloved, wonderful listeners of uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and Company. It's a beautiful night. You know that every Monday night between eight o'clock to ten o'clock is the Q and A. I want to welcome. Welcome the engineer, Brother Lokolo. He's the engineer here in Johannesburg and the other engineer in the Durban studio. Yomu Thulatha, the 17th of Rabi'ul Awal, 1445, which is also the 3rd of October, 2023. Our Zakat Nisab, 8,000 rand. Mehere Fatimi, 23,000 rand. Manamam Mahar for Hanafis, 500 rand. For Malikis, 175 rand. For Shafi'is and Hanbalis, no Manamam Mahar. Remember our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. 084-786-3132 International Overseas Listeners Plus 2784-786-3132 Plus 27-84786-3132 Our beloved Ustad's email is uh, akhussain at gmail.com That is akhussain at gmail.com Our beloved Ustad's website is muftiakhussain.net That is muftiakhussain.net Our beloved Ustad's Twitter is at akhussain That is at akhussain Yes, our beloved wonderful listeners, it's a beautiful night We welcome again our listeners of Radio al International Our listeners of Siri SFM And our wonderful listeners of Marqal Sahab the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Ustad, welcome to the Q&A. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa arafat. Jazakallahu khairan. I see listeners wants to know, Ustad, that uh, what is Ustad's program uh, this coming week in Limpopo? Ustad. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulih al-Kareem Amma ba'd All praise due to Almighty Allah The sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader <coughs> Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam First and foremost, we must thank all the trustees and all the ulama and imams, all the programs we had there in Durban and surroundings. May Almighty Allah reward them and Almighty Allah reward the Capital Group for, for sponsoring all these programs on the various radio stations and thousands of people can listen simultaneously. So it is again only the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala that this week 
week, but this week it will not be live on the radio. So inshallah, Wednesday afternoon, I will be there in Bella Bella, inshallah. I should be there by Asr time. And thereafter, inshallah, after Maghrib, the program will be in the masjid where Moana Ibrahim Rawat is there, and Maghrib to Isha. And then we will continue, inshallah, to Makupani, that is Port Khitasra's old name. And there our brother Munir is there. He is the person inviting me. So all may Allah reward him and his pair and his father has passed away. Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus. Allah grant his mother, family, all of them. Siha, Afia. Qari Abdul Hamid is the Imam there, so we know him well. Jumma Salat will also be there, inshallah, in Makupani, in Portis, inshallah. Then in the afternoon, evening time, we'll go to Polakwani and in Masjid Firdaus. After Maghrib, the program will be there in Petersburg, Polakwani. So that is our programs, Wombats, Portis, and Petersburg, the old names. Allah Jalla wa easy and Ameen. accept it, inshallah. So, sir, if a person passes away in overseas, what, what to do, Ustad? In cases like that, wherever the person passes away, Quran Sharif tells us, No person knows where he or she will pass away. That is only exclusively in the knowledge of all. Today, when I was in the masjid, in Sufi masjid, then somebody informed me that South African group of people went from South Africa to Turkey. You know, many people are going for Umrah. Many are going to Turkey. And this brother just stepped off the plane and was walking or whatever you, and he collapsed and he passed away. So I went to ask the family member after Maghrib. So what have they decided? He said, no, they're burying everything there. So the ghusl, the bathing, the kafan, shrouding, janaza, salat, dafan, all will take place there, the burial. So that is what Islam teaches. This business of transporting the bodies from one country to another, one continent to another, is absolutely haram. Number one, you're delaying for days and days. Then number two, you're wasting so much money. And that is Tabzir, chapter 17, verse 27. Inna you just squandering your money and wealth and you become the brothers of Satan and Shaitan and Lucifer. And third one, remember that when they have to put all that, you know, liquid and what have you, so that the body does not disintegrate and decompose, they use alcohol in all that to embalm the body and so forth. So imagine. So all these haram things going on, so therefore our fatwa verdict is wherever the person passes away, you bury in that town or near by town or city where if there's no graveyard or something but overseas bring back and transport from here overseas all that haram and not permissible somebody says your ustad that in Mecca can we wear a haram for nafil tawaf ustad to suffer marwa so you must remember that let me explain to you that the you know, the law that is there by MBS, Murtad bin Shaitan, the government of Saudi nowadays currently is not Muslim. So see the foolish laws they have brought. So if you come in from South Africa, Africa, wherever, and you're making Umrah, so you're going to make Tawaf, you will read your two rakat Salat, you will make Safa, Marwa, Sa'i, all that, and then cut your hair, the woman shave the hair, the man. So that is fine. 
But if you want to make nafil umrah, voluntary, uh, uh, sorry, nafil tawaf, voluntary tawaf, not umrah tawaf, then remember that you must go upstairs. You can't do it downstairs. So the people are asking, there are so many people there currently because of holidays, so they're asking, can we wear the ihram, the towels, meaning, and just go and make a tawaf, but we're not going to go to Safa Marwa because we've got no intention of umrah. It's just for tawaf, totally permissible. No no government, Saudi government or anybody else has the right to bring all these haram laws. Quran Sharif teaches us, Surah 22, verse 25, Whosoever makes intention in the haram, that is Makkah, Mina, Muzdalifa, the most sacred and holiest place on this earth, remember that, of oppression, of deviation and oppression, transgression. We will unleash a painful punishment for that person there. So we must remember what they're doing, absolutely haram. Hadith mentioned in Tirmidhi, Mishkat Sharif, Mustan Ahmad, various compilations. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam addressed the people and said, La tamnahu ahadan tawfa bihadal bayt. You got no right to prevent people, remember, from performing tawaf. Now what you, but when they come, then they're not in a haram, then they go and make tawaf at the bra, on the bottom. Now what is this? It's not hypocrisy and double standards. So all haram that is, you don't have to bother about them and their laws. There is no obedience to any creation when it leads to a sin against the creator. This law is against Quran Sharif and against the Sunnah Mubarakah, but you will get their puppet imam like Sudeis and that uh, Abdullah Jawad Juhani last week Sudeis gave and before him two weeks ago was Juhani they will say Al-Hukumatu Rashida that this is a very very straight government and there's nothing straight about them everything they are treacherous to Islam and the Muslims so you just wear your ihram and you go and perform your tawaf at the bottom and there's no problem with that there's no sin upon you <laughs> Somebody wants to know, Ustad, what's the latest happening in Palestine? Ustad? Alhamdulillah, ya Rabbil Alameen. So now the enemies don't know what to do. One side, BB, the Harami, the war criminal, wants to make peace with Saudi Arabia. So what they doing? They say, no, now we must lower, you know, the all the big problems we created for the people in Gaza and so forth. So now they want to allow more people from Gaza to come into Israel, the occupied Palestine. We don't recognize Israel as a state, as a Haramis, is an illegal and a Nazi regime and an apartheid state, remember that. So we don't recognize them. We would rather call in occupied Palestine. That's the proper name. So remember, so they want to do that. And they stayed at certain restrictions so that they will soften things up to fool the Saudis because they know the Saudis are fools, you know. So the first thing the foreigner learns when it comes to Saudi, he says in Arabic, they don't know Arabic when they come from Philippines and they come from Indonesia and South Africa. So Saudi, la mukhafi, they don't have brains. You can ask any foreigner. So that will be the first one of the first sentences they will learn. So this is to fool the Saudis that see how much we are doing for the people. They won't speak about the siege 17 years approximately for the people of Gaza against United Nations resolution, against international law and so forth and so on. Let me give 
you three latest stories. I just went through the Haaretz newspaper quickly before I went for Isha Salat. Yeah, by us, Isha is still 7.45 in some masajid. So I just went to read Salat there and came back with the help and mercy of Almighty Allah. So write this down or make note of it. So number one, there is a principal there in Israel in one of the schools and he sexually, he has relationship with a 17-year-old female student. So now they put him on leave. I told you these jutlas, the haramis of the first order, they can't look after their rifles also. You must remember that. That Katzev, their president, he was busy with his staff and what? He had to go to jail on rape charges and sexually molesting and so many charges. So this principle here, what a shame and disgrace that is. Second one, you must remember that the government says, the ministers, that if Ben Gwer has to leave, he's a super terrorist, this Ben Gwer, 100% harami. So if Ben Gwer has to be taken out or leave the government, then the government will collapse and if they have elections, they'll definitely lose the elections. So you can see that is why he is using this and exploiting that is Ben Gwer, the super terrorist Harami that he is and remember he's a terrorist according to Israeli law also found guilty of terrorism and remember that he's encouraging their police and army whatever, they must film when the police or the army are pushing the Palestinian woman <laughs> can you believe all these things? you can read all this in the Haaretz newspaper and therefore their own people are fed up with them, you must remember 39 concerns of weeks this past Saturday evening that they were marching protesting against Benjamin Netanyahu Harami and Smotrich the war criminal and Ben Gwey you must remember and all the others there so remember that whole lot of Haramis and terrorist occupation is terrorism so therefore you can quote me in any part of the world the only solution and look at that idiot in the United Nations what other word can be used an idiot you must remember Secretary General, just to please the Americans and to please the Israelis and the American lobby and so forth, Israeli lobby. He says that Agwey, whatever his name, Agwey, whatever his name, he says that the Palestinians must leave, you must remember, the arms and they must leave this thing and fighting and so forth. Why you don't tell the Israelis? They got 10 times, 100 times more arms ammunition. They are the baby killers. You're a disgrace to humanity, United Nations. <laughs> Secretary, but we don't blame you because you're all are puppets of America and Israel and so forth. So that is what happens. It's the idiots in the Muslim and Arab countries who think United Nations will do something good for them, or America will do good for them, or UK will do something. The whole lot Haramis remember that. Mm. They all got their own hidden agenda and boot licking, remember that. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. Somebody says here, Ustad, that what are the virtues of passing away on a Friday, Ustad? Yes, great, great virtues, but we must remember that the great virtue is always linked and attached to a person passing away with Iman and Islam. Otherwise, if you take Abu Jahal, Abu Jahal died and was sent to Jahannam and the hellfire on a Friday in Ramadan. It was the 17th of Ramadan. So what virtues? No virtue. Quran says, he said, to Jahannam, Ruk inna ka antal azizul kareem. 
Quri chapter number 44, Surah Dukhan, in the last ruku, the last section, you will find how Almighty Allah is punishing him, will punish him, all that, remember that. And second issue here is this, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa authentic hadith, mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif, Man tawaffahu Allahu yawm al-jumu'ah, aw laylataha, waqahu Allahu min fitna dil-qabr, whosoever Almighty Allah give death on a Friday, the night of Friday, so that means Thursday night, as we say in English, so from sunset after sunset till sunset, so from after sunset till sunset, 24 hours, Thursday night till Friday, Friday sunset, so the night of Friday or the day of Friday, the person passes away with Iman, Islam, Allah will protect that person from the punishment and torment of the grave till the day of Qiyamah. So many awliyaullah and great, great people used to cry and petition Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, Ya Allah, let me pass away on a Friday. Hazrat Mawana Sheikh Abul Hassan and Nadwi Nawar Allah Marqadahu, Mawatanwi Rahmatullah Ali, Hazaji of Jalalabad, Nawar Rahmatullah Ali, he passed away in 1992. Sheikh Abul Nadwi passed away in 1999. Mawatanwi Rahmatullah Ali passed away in 43. So remember, and then you take Aji Farooq Sahib, he passed away in 98-99. So we see that these are great, great people and Allah accepted their dua. So the best days to pass away for us as Muslims is Friday and Monday. Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah, brought the heading, Tarjamatul Baab, Babul Maut, Yom Al-Ithnain. And Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu an wanted to imitate, emulate the Master, alayhi salatu salam, in everything. Ya Allah, you gave Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah sallam, the wafat, the maut on a Monday and remember it was in the Biul Oval and I also want to pass away and, uh, on a Monday and that's why I used to make dua like that Imam Bukhari has mentioned it Almighty Allah states in the Noble Quran Inna wa innahum You ya Rasulullah sallam, your demise will take place and they also will pass away everybody has to die Remember that, but in Surah 28, verse 88, Almighty Allah teaches us, Everybody, everything shall die and pass away and perish and so forth, except Him, Almighty Allah, He was, He is, He always will be, His ever-loving, self-subsisting. So therefore, the Makhluk creation has a beginning ending. Creator, Allah Jalla wa'ala, was, is, will always be. Somebody says, Ustad, then what are the virtues of Surah Baqarah? Ustad. Remember that you see our brother Abdul Karim, he passed away there on Friday. And then I was going to take with the family and I told them they weren't suggesting other times. So I said, no, make the Salatul Janaza immediately after Jummah Salat and so forth. So Alhamdulillah, so there was a big crowd 
there according to people who were there, my nephew and all of them. So Allah Ta'ala grant all our marhumin Jannat al-Firdaus al-A'la and according to all four schools, the Shafi'is, the Hanbalis, the Malikis, the Hanafis, to read Quran Sharif for the deceased at home or in a masjid or wherever or in a graveyard. So remember, all is permissible. Remember, Iqra Yasin ala mawtakum is hadith well mentioned on the authority of Ma'qil bin Yasar and in Muslim Ahmad, Abu Dawood, Ibn Majah. So we reject what the Salafis say. They say you can't read Quran Sharif for the deceased. That is rejected. Once there is consensus of all four schools on a certain issue, that is the Sharia and that is the law and inshallah that will remain the law till the day of justice. And then Surah Baqarah. What are the virtues? You are getting married or you are buying a new shop, a new house, a new machine, whatever something big in your life or you just finish Quran Sharif. So then read Surah Baqarah. Start Surah Fatiha, Surah Baqarah. Why? Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa authentic hadith. Just see the win-win situation. Iqra Surah Al-Baqarah. Read Surah Baqarah, chapter 2. The longest chapter in Surah in the Noble Quran, 286 verses. And fa'inna akhdaha baraka. You read it, you by heart it, you memorize it. It's a source of baraka and blessing. Allah Ta'ala will shower you, provided that we are earning halal, we're not speaking lies, we're not committing fraud and lie, all these type of things. So fa'inna akhdaha baraka. You get people, they never read it in their life, or they read it one time many years ago, or last Ramadan, and so forth. So that's a source of regret and remorse. The evil forces cannot overcome it. You bought a new car, new house, new shop, new factory, new filling station, whatever, and now people will come superficially, mashallah, mashallah, but their hearts are burning with rage, anger, fury, jealousy, envy, and so for them, this will be a protective measure for you that Allah Ta'ala will protect you from the haqidin and hasidin. Hasidin, those who are jealous. Haqidin, those who have malice, rancor, hatred in their hearts. So we should all read it as much as possible and it will save you from jadu and sihar and witchcraft and so forth. Authentic hadith, Imam Muslim has mentioned in his Sahih Muslim. Mm. So let's understand this question. It says that a lady is in Makkatul Mukarrama in Ihram, but she is menses. After she takes her compulsory bath, must she go to Masjid Zizia or not to start? So you must remember that this question, let me just clarify it and explain to you properly. Number one is this. When a lady, let's say, left from Medina Munawwara, from any place it can be, but we just use Medina as an example, and she is in menses, but she knows her intention to go to Makkah is Umrah, so she must make the intention of Ihram and so forth. So take up a practical example from Medina Munawwara. Now she, her husband, she, her father or son or brother, whatever, so they're going now, but she is in menses, so now she may intention, they in the hotel or whatever right, and now they came to Makkah, she is still in menses and now after four days, five days six days, they're leaving Makkah 
So now after two, three days, she gets clean, right? So in that two, three days, she is in Makkah. She can take a shower. She can change her clothes, change her underwear, all that. But she cannot be using soap, shampoo, lotion, all these things now. All that is haram, and then there'll be dumb and big, big problems then. So you must abstain from that. But you will remain in the state of ihram, in the state of consecration. Now when you're 100% sure you are clean, so you take your first gusal, which you know is compulsory, and now from the hotel you go straight and you perform your umrah. There's no need to go to Masjid Aisha, there's no need to go to Azizia, no need to go anywhere else. You just go straight from your hotel, you go with your husband, go with your son or whoever. He already performed his umrah. If he wants to perform an umrah with you, so then remember he has to go to Masjid Aisha because he's not in Ihram, but you don't have to go. And then he reads his two rakat salat day and comes from there and then he will make umrah with you. Otherwise he can just walk with you like that. There's no problem also because his umrah is done. So there's no such thing when a lady gets clean in Makkah after her ghusl and her compulsory mandatory bath, then she must go to Majida Aisha day in Tanim. There's no such thing like that. You go straight and perform your umrah. So you got that? That's one. Now the next one is the one you must understand because a lot of ladies are facing this problem. Now you came from Medina Munawara or ABC XYZ place. You were in Menses. Then you stayed in Menses the, all the four, five, six, eight, nine, ten days. And now it's time for you to depart and leave Makkah Mukarramah. And you can't perform Umrah. So in a situation like that, you cut your hair. You cut your hair yourself. You come out of Ihram and then you slaughter a goat or a sheep there in Makkah. That's compulsory. And then anytime in future, remember the qada of that umrah will be compulsory so that is what is accepted and said by all the schools so that is what you do first cut your hair, slaughter, sacrifice an animal, goat or sheep there in Makkah and remember anytime in future you come then you perform that umrah and that qada is compulsory and wajib upon you well it's a half past eight uh, spot on we're going to go inshallah for our interval when we come back we will continue inshallah with the Q&A don't go away stay tuned